Is it music for the masses? Um, uh, no. Hello and welcome to Isopod, the isolation podcast music courtesy of Sacred Lime. Uh, I'm joined this week by Corey Erickson. Uh, I am Jack. Corey, how are we doing on this Thursday? Doing well. 11-11, make a wish. Uh, yeah, not much new since last week. We're keeping a good schedule going. So That's right. That's right, it, baby. It was, in fact, a pretty big night in music. Jack and I listened live, so that was always an enjoyable time. So we've got three albums I think we mostly want to highlight. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. let's start it off with what are you listening to outside of that, Jack? Um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this. Um, when we talk about the albums, but um, I have just been having the Dijon album on repeat. Can't get enough of it. I think it's it's a little short and sweet. I made the comment to Corey when we were listening that um, I thought it could have been a little longer, but I think the runtime is actually good. I think it's perfect. You I'm know, because it, like it, it, it wants you to albums. yeah. You like you Especially like the thirty 30- debut. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Get in, get out. Right. Get in, get out. Don't don't leave us with all that filler. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's it's we'll, we'll, we'll it's, get into it for sure. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I'm gonna stick with my uh, kind of old school hip hop theme, and okay, this week it's uh, a tribe called Quest. I might have talked about them. Oh, okay. In past episodes, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Queens, Queens, New York rap group. Uh, Q-Tip, Fife Dog, uh, kind of a pioneering group in jazz rap in the 90s. They dropped five LPs in the 90s, pretty critically acclaimed. I didn't realize they were all in the 90s, and then we got nothing from them. I didn't know they were all in the 90s, too. uh, We got it from here. Thank you for for your service. Uh, Kind of a send-off for uh, Fife Dog. So, RIP Fife Dog. That was also quite the album in 2016. I don't know if we've ever talked about that one, but... uh, yeah, I don't think we did them. either. I really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, those are. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I'm. I always, uh, whenever I go back and like listen to old school hip hop, they seem to fall through the cracks. Oh man! For, yeah, you got to listen reason. to Midnight Marauders. You got to listen to Low End Theory. Oh, I've 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 listened to those albums, but I'm saying like when I go back and I yeah. I listen to you know like like Pac and Biggie and those types of people in the '90s like that group should be right in that mix, you know? Yeah, they should. They, yeah, they're, those albums are one of the best. Um, well, cool. Um, we have a kind of a busy, um, night tonight, I think in music as well. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, like there's, there's some perspective albums that I think could happen, but not too sure. We'll, you know, we'll just have to see, but, um, Beach House EP, um, they're a um, alternative rock group. Um, they dropped an EP technically yesterday, but um, we'll uh, we'll save our reviews for uh, for next week on that one. But um, what do you think, Corey? Are you excited about that one? Yeah, we haven't heard it yet, and it's out. But I'm excited. Um, I really like that LP from I don't know what. It- 2017, 2018. Yes, seven. That might have been when we were writing reviews called like seven or eight. But uh, I believe this EP is actually kind of more of a prequel to an upcoming album. So 
Yeah, I'm nice. excited to hear what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I am too. I, re I really enjoyed their LP from uh, a couple years back. I, um, I kind of still go back to that, actually. Some songs on there, like Pay No Mind, I still think that song is um, it's probably my, one of my favorite Beach House songs, I think. Um, okay, so uh, Silk Sonic finally dropping their debut. Of course, that's the dynamic, dynamic duo of Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Um, I think we all know the answer to this, but are you intrigued? An evening with Silk Sonic. See, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm not as intrigued as I should be, I feel like, because, mm. I mean, it's nine songs and we've already gotten four of them. Is uh, it only nine so songs? It's only nine songs. So oh. that's a little disappointing. Um, I'm more of an Andy Pack fan than a Bruno Mars fan, but maybe this will... Maybe this will change that. I thought uh, you're gonna. T it's it's your playlist song, but I thought "Smoking Out the Window" from last week was their best single to date. So wow, I I am pretty. I, I I'm excited. I mean, smoking I just, out the window. Yeah, I I'm very excited. intrigued. I I'm. Uh, this is news to me that it's only nine songs. That's that's a letdown. I think because yeah, I mean they've been dropping songs for. Yeah, the album rollout's also been really weird, but it's we been like over a year. I feel like with this rollout, with just releasing four songs, which you know, a lot of artists have been doing that with the pandemic, um, so it makes sense. But yeah, um, every song has been a hit, I think, and I think I've I I forget personally how talented Bruno Mars is, even though I'm like you, I'm more of a a Pack fan myself. I think he, man, he's got just as much range ranges as Anderson, I think, in terms of vocal style. Um, and uh, I remember when I first heard about their duo, I thought, well, that's, you know, that's it for pop music. Like this is, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm very intrigued. I don't think, I think we'll, um, I think, I think we'll, we'll both enjoy this. I, I would be shocked if this was not, uh, a really yeah, fun... Yeah, it, it's gotta be good. <laughs> it's gotta be really good, yeah. Um, Speaking of we, pop music, yeah. uh, next we have Red, the re-release. Um, That's right. Taylor's going through all her albums, and we're getting Taylor's version of Red coming up next. Jack, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've been... I've, I've been kind of enjoying these um, different Taylor versions of these older albums because I'm a newer swift fan with folklore and evermore um and i like 1989 too but you know like red that was during the time when i was not really a huge taylor fan fearless didn't really listen to her that much but these new versions have made me like go back and listen to the old versions and the new ones um so i'm i've been enjoying what she's doing she's kind of integrating this new um kind of indie softer tone and style into these new um these new songs uh and kind of makes it how makes these songs how she intended them to be be heard so i've i've been enjoying it even though they're they're basically the same songs um but it's just a different style so i i'm interested um what about you i'm interested there's there's 30 songs on this track list i'm the track list guy now but um 
There's more. There, yeah, there's bonus are, tracks on here too, right? Yeah, there's like acoustic versions of a lot of the songs, yeah. and then there's going to be a handful of new songs. I think it's around five, six, half a dozen. But we get a Phoebe Bridgers feature, we get an Ed Sheeran feature, we get a Chris Stapleton feature. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, we get a ten minute version of All Too Well. Um, which I know my girlfriend Abby is very excited about, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm intrigued. It's it's gonna be way too long, but there's gonna be some. I mean, you, you can't have a thirty song album. And I don't know if if Kendrick did it, and like if, if I was a big Taylor Swift fan, like I would eat up every second. Totally, of it, but right, right. There, there aren't a lot of artists that I need thirty songs from and different versions of different songs from. Very true. Very true. Um, uh, a couple others that uh, we want to, you know, highlight for tonight. So John Hopkins, he's an electronic artist. Um, I was actually turned on to him by uh, electronic music correspondent Charlie Kittredge. That's right. Um, he told me about this guy back in 2018 or maybe 2019, but um, his album Singularity. That was his uh, previously released album um i really enjoyed that and i didn't think that i would enjoy it as much as i did very um uh uh very relaxing um it's not like your typical edm based based music it's very um ethereal i think and uh this album's called music for psychedelic therapy so i'm assuming that we're gonna get kind of um a similar take on on uh um uh, on that style, um, as he was exploring on Singularity, but we'll see. Um, so I'm a little intrigued by that. Um, I don't know about you, Corey. I, I, I don't know if you heard that Singularity album back then. No, but... I've never heard anything from John Hopkins. Before. Yeah. Um, I might I give that a, a listen. Charlie Wreck. Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, and then Idols, um, these guys, uh, I actually, I first heard of them, heard of them because they were doing a lot of work with Kenny Beats in the last couple of years and uh, they have a new album coming out called crawler um a little intrigued by this i wouldn't say that i'm you know i'm very intrigued but i'll give it a listen not really too sure what to expect yeah, I'm um, with you. so that's that for albums a uh, fairly busy night speaking of albums let's get right into our um uh our big night of music from last week had a lot of music to digest and listen to um you want to start us off with uh dijon i mean we have to and yeah yeah so dijon um like i said i have had on repeat since last week his new album called absolutely um short run time you know just over a half hour but um (laughs) i uh i don't know if there was a song on here that i didn't like um the opening track, Big Mike's, really sets the tone for the album, I thought. Um, and he has, you know, the two leading singles for the album, uh, Many Times, Rodeo Clown, both of which were some of my favorite single tracks of of the year. Um, I also felt like the, the flow of this album, where you would have these really seamless transitions from song to song. I love when artists do that. Like, Tyler did a really great job um, on Igor. And that's one of the reasons why I I love that album so much because it was just like such an easy listen and it's meant to be listened to from front to back. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I I love, I love that flow. Um, I especially 
love the uh, the transition from um, I think it's um, it's uh, uh, the highlight reel song, and then that that transitions into the dress. I think that because you go from this like very slow melodic tune to this kind of like um, not upbeat, but it's it's like a it's more it's probably the the uh, uh, the grooviest song on the album, maybe um, with the dress. Uh, yeah, that transition is, is my favorite. I mean, kind of does a similar thing on the album uh, from the second song, scratching into many times. Scratching into many times, yeah. We were like, whoa, yeah. The the way it transitioned into that single so that's good. been out for a while felt very new and refreshing. totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm still really digging this album. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, great this, debut. This was much more like sprawling, subtle, and adventurous than I expected. The the Lucy's and Nico's Red Truck and songs from the past and kind of the singles kind of made me put him into this alt-pop indie box. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I mean, I mean, there was a lot less um, focus on vocals than I was expecting and more like Americana, folk, like bluesy, almost ambient sounds on here. So I, I really liked it. I thought it flowed really well, as Jack is saying, and... I I thought he did a really good job at times. Like on Noah's highlight reel, he kind of uses his voice more like as an accompanying instrument than like the main totally. focus, which I thought was really cool. Uh, so yeah, I really I really liked his raspy, out of breath uh, vocals on a lot of the songs. I, I love that, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I thought that did, did a really good job of conveying emotions. Um, so. Right. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a really enjoyable, expansive yeah. record. So, his vocal cool. style just seems so raw and organic. Like it's like there's no, I feel like there's just no like enhancing in post or anything. Like I, like I feel like he just records it in like you know a very natural environment. Like in a, it seems like he recorded the whole thing in this like you know little house, as the album cover alludes to. And I don't know if yeah. you've if you've seen any of the. Um, uh, the uh, um, videos that accompany each song on YouTube, but they're all like, it, it's it's got this very holistic feel where it's like the whole band in this room, and they're just they just perform these songs. And I feel like that's how the album was recorded. It's just like very, um, yeah, just how the album sounds is like exactly how they recorded it. Which I I think I think to do that is really it kind of makes the album feel. Uh, just more put together. I don't know. It's, yeah, I love. I I just I love what he does with his voice. Like you said, I think he conveys emotion so well, and I think it's because of that vocal style. Um, well, moving on from there, we got um new. Uh, I don't know if this is a is if this is a mixtape or an album by Amine. Um, two point five. Um, is he calling it an album? He called it an LP or an EP LP mixtape album. So. He's kind of playing on the fact that it's doesn't really fit in any of those categories. It's like yeah, twenty it, low twenties on runtime and ten songs and or something, and they're short. And yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it opens Man. up with uh, Ricky Thompson, this actor, saying, "If you're feeling sad, lonely, upset, fuck that. It's time to get up, go have some fun, shake some ass." So th- 
I think that's and that's, just, that's really what this album's about. That's <laughs> what know? we're doing. It's so much fun. Uh, it's I mean, a great, no it's a great real, like serious lyric breakdowns to get to. No heartbreak, depression, just unbridled, yeah. bouncy, shake your ass beats with eccentric bars, with funny one-liners, nonsensical hooks, and some of my fam- um, favorite Amine work today, honestly. I th- I yeah, this album was such a fun listen. Uh and it really does like if if you know, if you want to get up and move around a little bit, put this album on. Y'all have no problem doing that. So yeah. you, such, you can tell such you just had a blast making it. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I felt the same way on um on 1.5. Like that album had a really fun energy to it too. So I think like these these albums just feel or, or whatever you want to call it, album, EP, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they just feel like he's just making music that he wants to make, uh, which is cool, you know. And uh, you can kind of you can kind of hear how, uh, like you said, how much fun he's he's having performing these songs. Um, it's pretty it's pretty infectious for sure, being a listener. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be I'll be going back to this. Uh, to this for sure and also from a cover art standpoint i have to you know just give a shout out to the cover art on this one because you know me um love what they did on this so um definitely captures the the feel of of the album absolutely 100 percent um and then moving on from there snail mail Corey with uh new uh new lp out uh following their um uh their album from a couple years back that you and i both really like did this live up to the hype in your mind i think it does yeah this is the sophomore lp from Lindsay, and it's much louder and poppier than lush that album from 2018 but it kind of keeps yep. the same vulnerable love and heartbreak driven tales going um i called it a comfort album on first listen and, and i'll stand yeah. by that i i think her, her singing voice remains her like kind of achilles heel as an artist but she masks it so well behind like clever songwriting hooks and on this album just vibrant full band production so i loved how she used the piano on light blue kind of a rare beginning of romance song from Lindsay, and then that next song forever smiling the the following track kind of draws on familiar themes of self-destruction and breakup but i i thought that one was also brilliantly produced so i was i was a little underwhelmed at first but i i think this album will keep growing as as the days get darker and the seasonal depression hits so um i i think this is a really good follow-up album from snail mail so you're saying it's going to be a good uh a good winter album in the pacific northwest that's right that's yeah. right yeah okay all right well I'll, I'll circle back on you on that when uh in a month or two um yeah i felt similarly on on this one i thought um, kind of built upon a uh, musical style that she was exploring on Lush. Uh, definitely felt, uh, yeah, more more of a pop album than uh, than like an indie rock album, which I, I kind of, well, Lush was more, um, it was, it definitely had more of an indie vibe, but it, it still had like, like that kind of, uh, it almost had a little punk feel too. And I don't get that from, from this really yeah, that's, that's um, accurate. yeah um but still i think yeah like you said i this is going to be one of those albums that i think will will grow 
on me because I was not super blown away by by it on first listen. Um, yeah, so I'll just I'll, I'll I'll have to go back to it just because um, there's there are a handful of tracks on here that I that I really enjoyed. So I might have I, I probably missed a missed a little bit. Um, so um, maybe I'll, I'll I'll join you in the seasonal once the seasonal depression hits. But I don't know if we have that in California. Sure um, don't. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, uh, the last one that, uh, uh, Corey and I did not listen to this together, um, uh, last week, but that is the, the new Terrace Martin album. I don't have too much to say on this. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was all right. I, you know, um, yeah, I, I thought there were, there were some, I mean, obviously like the features on here were definitely the focal point. I, I think, um, going into this, at least for me, I was super interested to, to hear, um, some of these, some of these artists on those tracks, um, love Smino on his, uh, on his, uh, on his part though. I think that was, that was, uh, uh, that was your, your pick on the playlist. I think think he's on there, but, um, he probably had my favorite verse, um, on the project. Um, that was, that was for sure a standout, but yeah, I I mean, enjoyable album. Southern LA, yeah r&b project and i enjoyed it but didn't love it yeah yeah um all right well that's it for albums um from last week and uh pretty extensive playlist for for us this week Um, yeah i think you got seven songs and i got six so maybe you do the honor start us off how the turns have tabled um all right i'll start it off here so um I'll start by talking about this new Travis Scott single. Uh, he released two singles last week, Escape Plan and Mafia, and I chose Mafia. Um, but I think first, like, I think I want to touch a little bit on this Astroworld Fest um, uh, tragedy that happened last weekend. Um, I think... I don't know if if, uh, if you all have heard about it, but eight people died at this festival, and basically it was because of, uh, you know, too many basically too many people at this festival kind of converging onto the stage area, and um, people basically got trampled to death, and it's you know it's really sad situation, um, and so you know thoughts prayers with with them and their families, but I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, if you think that based on that situation, if you think that, uh, festivals will be treated a little differently in terms of like handling the crowd at festivals, or if you think that, you know, this is kind of like a one-off kind of deal where things just got out of control really quickly. Um, because the, the stories that I've been hearing or like seeing people post is like, um, people were letting security guards and medical people around know what was happening and, and, and they just ignored it and didn't think that it was a thing. Um, and a lot of people are getting on Travis for, you know, not stopping the show and not recognizing the situation. Um, but I've seen in past instances where like he'll stop a show if he, if he sees fan or fans like, um, you know, like having a, you know, if, if there's, clearly uncomfortability in the in the crowd and he you know he didn't 
do anything during that show. And so I was curious if you think that um, there's going to be a new, if this is going to set like a new precedent for like future festivals. Yeah. Okay. Lots, lot to unpack here. I think, I think we could talk about it for hours, but to, to that question specifically, I thought there were so many factors that went into this tragedy from, like you said, the, the lack of security, the lack of medics. Um, I mean, Travis played a huge part in it. I think he has to take some accountability. And I, I say this as a huge Travis fan, but he's got to kind of change this. I, I mean, maybe rewrite the whole Rager persona mm-hmm. um, just in terms of, I mean, it's it's cool to have your fans care and and want to rage and do all this stuff, but I mean, he he's been arrested for inciting violence at shows in the past. He's encouraged fans to break into right. shows without paying, which doesn't really make sense as the artist who's making money from it. Um, he's encouraged fans to not listen to security in the past. So I, I think. Right. A lot of the the accountability does have to go on Travis. A lot of the accountability has to go towards whoever. I mean, there was too many people before people started breaking in. There was like this was an overbooked festival from Live Nation, and they were nowhere near prepared for the crowds, and and that's not on Travis. Right. Um, So, I I think yeah, Live Nation, Astroworld Fest is going to be facing a lot of lawsuits and it'll certainly impact how uh, festivals are ran in the future, especially rap festivals, especially any festival Travis Scott's at. I don't know when he'll start uh, doing shows again, but he'll be taking a break for sure. So Mm -hmm. um, I I guess if that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you and I, we've we've been to a Travis show at a... Uh, at a festival setting before and I mean we can speak from experience that like the uh the atmosphere during a Travis Scott show is honestly unlike any atmosphere that I've ever been to you know and I feel like I've been to a lot of shows um and it's like it's unlike any kind of energy that I've ever experienced like his fans truly like go all out um during a show and you know, like in the moment you think like, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, this is, you know, like super exciting, whatever. But, um, you don't really, like, I never felt like my life was in danger during a show as, as high energy as it was. But I think that goes to the fact that, um, you know, this festival was overbooked and, you know, people did get in that weren't supposed to get in. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with that. But like you said, I think, you know, Travis is, you know, he, there's some accountability that needs to be held on his part too, uh, for that situation. So yeah. Um, really sad, really sad. Um, uh, you know, really sad thing that happened, uh, at that festival. But, um, I think, I think going forward, I think festivals will, um, hopefully be taking extra care with, um, capacity and, you know, making sure that if there is something that happens in a crowd or, or just, you know, it's very clear that something is, is going on, then the show will stop and, you know, people can get attended to as they, as they deserve to be. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, all that to say, 
wanted to just address that real quick before we get into um, these songs. But Travis did release this new song, Mafia, that I really enjoyed. Um, I thought it was it was definitely different than Escape Plan. I think you said it best, Corey, when we listened to it. Like it's it sounds like a Travis song. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's high energy. Um, beats pretty hard. And then this one's more, uh, uh, I want to say more mellow, but like, that's not really the case because the, the piano and like the, is the piano in this is so driving and hard hitting that it pairs so nicely with the kind of, um, uh, the kind of more slowed down beat of this track. Um, and Travis kind of glides over it. So, um, I think this is promoting his new album Utopia. I would only I would only assume, um, but again, with you know what's going on with um, the festival and everything, who knows if the the album's not going to be pushed back um, to kind of let the dust settle a little bit. Um, so we'll see. But um, this song was I, I I thought it was uh, I thought it was really nice. My first track uh, is Talk Down. Track 9 on Absolutely by Dijon. And Talkdown has this looping sample of someone excla- exclaiming, like, I don't, I don't, you gotta listen to it. And in, in this, in the background of this, like, steady percussive beat. Um, and Dijon just kind of croons on it about fleeting moments and memories of bickering during a car ride with maybe a former lover. And I really enjoyed songs like this. Kind of that repeat a catchy hook and give you glimpses into like a bigger storyline but leave much unsaid and kind of rely on the gorgeous production so this is my favorite from absolutely nice um next up for me is a new single from Annalie choppa featuring polo g um this is my uh we kind of got away from this um this isn't like an, it's not an official segment of the show but um jack's banger of the week this is definitely my banger of the week um polo g i i don't know if you felt this way, feel this way too but man he's he's turning into one of my favorite young rappers now with you know some of the um some of the songs that he's he's come out with i love his energy his flow um I think he he has a lot to say on 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 songs and this is no different. He kind of goes off. He kind of steals the show to be honest with you on on this one. Um even though it is an NLE Choppa song, but um high energy great song here. My next track is Headlock, my favorite from the Snail Mail record. This one felt the most like lush to me actually. It kind of Mm-hmm. As you said, felt felt a little punkier. Uh, it's this gentle song about losing someone. It's a little less flamboyant and loud. Um, she opens with this line, "When did you start seeing her? Guess somebody finally tamed you." So I, I think her emotion and honesty is what makes her special. As as she recounts kind of losing herself in a relationship on Headlock, and yeah. Add this to the music to cry to segment playlist. <laughs> we'll start that playlist here shortly. Um, next up for me is a new single from No Rome. Um, uh, kind of looks like he's starting to release some some new singles that to promote an album, which I am 
excited about. He's only released EPs up until this point, never had a full length um, debut. And uh, this is called I Want You. Um, as the song suggests, it's about um, kind of a longing for uh, a person who, um, uh, as as he goes goes off in the song, that uh, to say that uh, um, he's emotionally unavailable um, uh, for that person. Um, and you know, um, in typical no Rome fashion, it's uh, very glitzy, um, uh, alternative pop. Um, yeah, I think I think he does some really interesting things with his sound, um, and this one's no different. So um, hopefully this is promoting a new album, but we'll see. Next we have my favorite song from that Amine project, Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Still didn't get it right. But it's, it's this laid-back, bouncy beat that Amine crushes with this moody, smug flow as he raps about women and cars and it's just so catchy and vibrant and feels like a drive with the roof down just just all the best vibes so drive with the roof down well speaking of driving with with the roof down um new single from silk sonic smoking out the window um you know you're definitely going to want to put the windows down when listening to this song uh great vibe really groovy um, just once again, Silk Sonic coming through with a single that uh, um, is just a, a can't miss type of uh, type of funk track. So, um, like we said earlier, really looking forward to um, this uh, this project from uh, the best duo in music right now. There, I said it. Oh, the best duo in music? You mean Summer Walker and SZA? Uh, <laughs> Nice transition. Uh, we're trying. Uh, this was the third song off Summer Walker's new full-length album, uh, Still Over It. And it's this new album just detailing the most toxic ex of all time. So if that's your vibe, just straight R&B. Uh, beautiful singing melodies, funky beats. So if that's what you're into, uh, SZA, the, the queen of R&B, joins her for, yeah, this hit and SZA does her singing rap flow to perfection on here and Summer sings about dead relationships with no love left and it's an instant hit mm. well speaking of instant hits Corey have you heard this new song by Dijon called The Dress because let me tell you this um, we talked about it I, I, I sure did uh, I think this has uh uh, my favorite hook on this new Dijon project. Um, man, I can't get enough of it. I, I've had this song specifically on repeat for, uh, for the week. Um, whenever I go through this album, I, this song comes up and I'm like, okay, repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, really into it. Uh, really like groovy vibe. Um, like I said, coming off of uh, Noah's highlight reel from the track before to then this song, I think listening to, bo- to both of them back to back makes this song even better. Um, so um, continuing to go back to... That uh, looks nice on you still and it always will. <laughs> and it always will. Couldn't have said it better myself. 
Next we have This Morning by Terrace Martin featuring Aaron Ray and Smino. It's the fifth track off Drones. Um, and it's this jazzy snare driven R&B beat. And these are the type of appearances that Aaron Ray just eats up. I, I thought, I, I think he has a real beautiful voice and carries a chorus. And then yeah, we love Smino joins in, joins in halfway and yeah, continues his run of features and best verses on any album he touches and yeah just the way he changes pace slows down speeds up second to none so mm. new smino coming on the way too so look out for that we'll be we'll be talking about that next week too hopefully hmm. hopefully man that's the that's uh it's a big hope um next up for me is uh, my favorite off of uh, the new snail mail album this is mia this is the closing track um of the album and uh i found a little little snip a little uh, little snippet of uh, of what this song means to uh um to Lindsay. and so i'm just gonna read it read it here rather than just give my own take um so i think it's really interesting she says Mia represents the feeling when you break up with someone and then you wake up the next day for a second uh, that you forget that it happened and then you remember and it's like, oh, oh no. It's the sonic manifestation of that horrible day after feeling. Um, and it's definitely captured on this one. I think this is one of the slower songs on the album. Um, really great closer, though. Um, I think that's kind of why it stood out to me. Uh, uh, I was gonna say the I was gonna use the word word powerful again, Corey, but I'm I'm whatever, I already said it. Uh gotta we Corey and I have a problem of saying I, I know I do, saying powerful to describe uh certain singles that we really like, but this is a powerful song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I think it was my favorite from Valentine, actually. So mm. good good pick there. Uh my last track is Fearmonger from Saba featuring Dowd. Not not familiar with Dowd, but um, this is kind of an unconventional single from Saba. He kind of tries out three new styles on this record that I haven't really heard before, and most of them hit for me. Uh, the voice he uses on the pre-chorus grew on me. It's almost Kendrick-esque, but Ooh. I like Saba's execution. I love artists trying new things they haven't tried before, so um, kind of has me wondering where he where he takes uh, this next album and what sounds he goes with, because, yeah, it's been a while since we've heard new Saba, and I am a big fan. That's right. That's right. New Saba Cave episode tonight, uh, for those of you who uh, follow The Cave, Kenny Beat's uh, YouTube show. Yep, um, looking, looking forward to that. Kenny will whip up a beat real quick. Nothing better. Nothing better. Um, last up for me is my favorite off of uh, 2.5, the new Amine project. This is Twisted. Um, I, I, this has already been said uh, on the show, but you know the I think just the infectious energy of this song really got got me hooked um, on this. It's high tempo, um, just red right in your face. Very very fun song. Um, uh, was definitely up for consideration of uh, Jack's banger, banger of the week, but um, fell a little short to that NLE Chapa song. So, um, great song, um, even better album. Well, I think and there you have it. About all we have this week. Jack's got a tea time in about twenty minutes, so he's raring to go. 
Ball's in the air at 10.10, Corey. Gotta get out there. I think it's gonna take me 25 minutes to get there. We'll get there, run around the course, tee it up. And we'll see you next week.